Mick and MG in the morning, weekdays from six on Sydney's Triple M. And joining us live from his home in LA, where I believe he's enjoying some breakfast, as we I, I, speak, well, I, I, it's the great Jim Jeffries. Excuse me. Has an How afternoon donut. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I got Jack bought me a box of donuts. Oh, wow. mate. Beautiful. That's, he's that's he's he, like that's your personal geisha. You know what the good thing about just having a personal assistant? There's no HR department. I can no. harass this bloke <laughs> as none. much as I want. Hello, Jackie boy. Yeah, where, there where he do is. You go, Jack? Where do you go, Jack, if there's a problem? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> so, do you like me? I remember, like, my first premise, when you first hear of a geisha, you go, I thought it was like a, and please excuse me for going straight there, it was like a Japanese sex worker. And like, oh, yeah. get, let's get the yeah. geishas around. So yeah. then imagine my disappointment when I find out all they do is offer a tea service and play the violin. I mean, I thought it, I was, I thought it was like a Japanese escort type of a well, thing. Oh, I didn't no. know it was just violins. No, no that's right. They play musical instruments, they'll do it like a tea ceremony. I mean, they do. I, in the plus side, they do bind their feet, which I wish Western women would do. <laughs> oh, the Western um, women with their with their unruly wide feet. <laughs> I was going to say there was only ever one Australian gym who's ever been accepted uh, and graduated from whatever it is the Geisha School, geisha and I, uh, who's, who's come out the other end. And I always just imagine one Carrie Geisha. Ann Kenley. Bert <laughs> <laughs> Newton. But I just imagine a geisha with a tramp stamp smoking a cigarette going, what do you want for breakfast? <laughs> you, you bastard. Hey, we, there's a big topic on the show this week was the CEO of Kellogg's mm. came out and said uh, for cost of living crisis, people should start eating cereal for dinner. For dinner. Would you, do you remember what you, what was your cereal as a kid? What was your go-to? Uh, okay, okay. my cereal to this day is, and they don't sell this in America. They don't have it in America. So I have to uh. get this shipped in, right? My mother-in-law just bought me a whole lot of boxes. I'm a crunchy nut cornflake guy. Oh, Crunchy yes. nut cornflake bank. Now, they, as a kid, they weren't invented until the early 2000s, the crunchy That's nut right. cornflake. As a, as a right. kid, I was a Cocoa Pops guy. I'm not a lunatic, right? But now the crunchy <laughs> nut cornflake, the beauty of the crunchy nut cornflakes is every other cereal has like a toucan, a monkey, yep. some like cartoon snap, crackle and pop. <laughs> crunchy nut cornflakes, put it in a bowl with a cup of coffee next to it. Like, this is for adults. It's, it's sugar covered. <laughs> Have you looked at a crunchy nut cornflake these days? There's not nuts on it anymore. There used to be like little chunks of nuts. They're, they're just frosties without the colouring. Yeah. Ah, oh, you can't be doing that. You need some kind of uh, young... How do you get it in America? If you come to stay at my house, the rule is you've yeah. got to buy a, being a box of crunchy nut. But my sister-in-law <laughs> came to stay, and for Christmas, she got me a box of crunchy nut, and she wrapped it and put it under the tree, but the box split, and the whole tree got covered in ants. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's perils involved. Oh, it's a delicate process. It's like it's like shipping what cocaine was, what, or something. What was your... Yeah, yeah, the ants. If I know anything about cocaine, the ants go crazy for it. What do you guys eat? What's your breakfast cereal? Well, in, in my world, um, when I was a kid, it was like, you know, Stones or the Beatles or Pepsi or Coke. It was Fruit Loops or Cocoa Pops. Yeah. And I would come down invariably on the favour, on the side of Fruit Loops. Because really? you know, I just love that sugar rush. 
I, yeah. I've oh. told you this before. I'll say it again. There's only been one autograph I've asked for in my life, and it was it was a 19-year-old Jim Jeffries who was starting out doing comedy. I was flying out the front of a club in Claremont, Perth, while I was at university, <laughs> and there was a drunk man with maybe seven cigarettes hanging out of his mouth, as I remember it, and, and that was Mick Malloy, and I walked up to him and I said, Mick, I want to be a stand-up comic one day, and he brushed me off pretty quickly, and he wrote on the back of one of my flyers, he, he goes, uh, he goes, make them laugh and feed them Fruit Loops, Mick Malloy. Now, all right, is that, is that what you write? That's what I did write at that Fantastic. stage. Now, 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 you stupidly, uh, I said, hey, do you want to come down and do the gig? And you were so drunk, you went, yeah, is it tomorrow, is it? Yeah, I might do that. And you, dumb as a rock, you gave me your phone number. Right. Oh, so right. I I rang you up. I rang you up at what I thought was a reasonable hour, maybe eleven thirty a.m. Right, because it was the show was that night. I had to organise the bill, and I wanted to advertise you're on, so I had to get in early. I couldn't leave it too late. Eleven thirty a.m. You answered your phone. This is before you could put phones on mute. You know, they, they just rang. Right, and you answered the phone. I hadn't heard a man hock up so much stuff in the world in my entire life. I thought, I thought, oh, it's good that I spoke to him now. I'll be dead within the year. <laughs> and and I, did I do it? I think I did, didn't I? Did I no, I you it? never did it. You never did it. I still have the autograph. I think, the autograph's still in my parents' house in Sydney. I didn't travel around the world with it. I thought it was too bulky. Mate, you are a superstar, and uh, it humbles me to think that uh, we met in those circumstances. Uh, in bigger news, the 1% Club is going bonkers, and you're up against the big guns. You're up We're against Matt. Mate, I ran into a guy from Maths over the weekend. I was doing shows in Newcastle, right, and I'm in the foyer of the hotel with about half a dozen girls who were there to see the show, and they said, oh, could we get a photo with you? And I said, sure. And a guy walked in, and I said, mate, can you, would you mind taking our photo? He looked really huffy, and he goes, mate, I'm on Maths. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was a big deal. And I go, okay, but can you just take our photo? So, anyway, oh, I don't... One, one time, I was I, when I first got to America, I was gigging in Marco Island, which is in the Florida Keys, right? Little yep. tiny island. It was Thanksgiving weekend. I was, I'll tell you the name of the comedy club. Captain Brian's Fish Hut. Right? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was Captain Brian's Off the Hook Comedy Club, and it was in a fish yeah. restaurant, right? <laughs> the good thing about it was you could get, you get a good meal, right? You got, you got yeah. some fish and chips. And, and I hadn't broken America, right? I, I, I got over, and there was maybe 15 people in the room. I know the gig was going badly because I, I took a cigarette break in the middle of my set and the audience came out and took it with me and then we all <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I, I, I'm, on, I'm on stage and in the audience is, uh, is uh, Megan Fox. Oh, right. oh she comes wow. from this island and it was Thanksgiving and she was here for Just she was here for the, for, the for, for Thanksgiving. So she came up the way. She was still dating at that stage Brian Austin Green from nine oh two one oh. Not the not the latest dickhead who is she she's what was his name? Well, he doesn't like machine gun killing. Yeah. I don't like Machine Gun Kelly either. Bloody uh, too many tattoos. I'm an old man. Anyway, so I'm so I, 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 I'm outside. I, I, I'm, I'm having a cigarette and uh, up walks Brian Austin Green and he asks for a light. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, I'll give you a light. I knew who he was, right? I, there you go. There's a light. 
And then Megan Fox walks up and she goes, you got the light, honey. And then he lights her cigarette. And oh, I'm like, wow. you already had a lighter. You <laughs> just wanted to talk to me. Right? <laughs> so now I'm in. I'm in. And, it's, and so it's... So it's Brian Austin Green, me and Megan Fox, and, oh Brian, and Megan Fox's sister, who's, who's you know, she, she's, she's a fox. shabby, she's a fox as well. She's still a fox. She's Up still there. a fox. And then Brian and Megan Fox's sister's husband, who his whole life is going, I'm f***ing Megan Fox's sister. Right? So that's, that's his whole bag, right? So, so I'm, out with that, I'm, I'm out with that group, right? We're in this little place in Marco Island and we're having a drink in a bar and word gets around that Megan Fox is there. At one stage, it was only us in this fish restaurant and then outside the restaurant, there's all these people standing wow. outside, staring into the restaurant because Megan Fox, everyone, at that stage, she was at her peak Transformers oh, yeah. and all that type yes. of stuff, right? Sure. The, arguably the most beautiful woman on earth, right? She was wow. wearing a baseball cap and everybody came up to her and said, uh, and said, hey, can I have a photo? And she, obviously, because she wasn't glammed up and her image is her whole thing, yes. she went, I, w I don't take photos, but yeah. I will sign something for you, right? Oh, nice. It, it, one person after another, uh, can I have a photo? I don't take photos, I will sign something. Then this sort of fat bloke, this fat English bloke who looked like the comic book guy from The Simpsons walks up, right? <laughs> and he comes up, he comes up and he walks up to our table and he goes, he goes, can I have a photo? And uh, she goes, I don't do photos. And then he looked at me and he went, I've been following your career for years, Jim. I used to watch you in Newcastle doing stand-up. What are you doing out in America? Right? And I went, I said, I do do photos. Right? And, and this guy didn't know it was Megan Fox. And Megan Fox took a photo of me and this guy from Britain. So I don't know if he knows that yet, but that's what happened. That's one of I, the best ever. Love it, mate. What an encounter. Hey, 1% Club, 7.30, Channel 7, Wednesdays, and it is on fire. It's always uh, the talking point in our office, mate. We're doing well. I hear there, I hear there was a winner last week that someone won the yep. 100 grand. I don't know what episodes Bang. are airing when, so... so uh, they're all, they're, coming, they're coming out all piping hot and uh, captivating what the nation as What I do is I always have a couple of 1% questions in my back pocket, so when I'm at parties <laughs> now, people go, oh, I reckon I can get the question. And, and sometimes I just give questions that I don't know the answer to and then walk away going, well, you'll have to figure it out. And it's, just, <laughs> it's just complete and utter rubbish. I just come up to people and go, if the month of August was the first month of the year and February was the second month of the decade, what month <laughs> is March? And then I walk is, away. That means is it a leap year? Nonsense. It means nothing. <laughs> You've confused me already. You've left me on the head scratcher. Jim, thanks for your time today, mate. Oh, 1% Club, 7.30 Wednesdays. Good on you, mate. Thanks as always. Mick and MG in the morning. Weekdays from 6 on Sydney's Triple M.